Welcome to The Practice Podcast, a show created by lawyers to help lawyers in life and business without all the complicated lawyer language. Let's welcome Bast Amron founders and your hosts, Jeff Bast and Brett Amron. This is Brett Amron. Welcome to The Practice Podcast. And I'm Jeff Bast. Hello, Brett. Today, we're going to talk about the importance of corporate culture, building a corporate culture, defining a corporate culture, maintaining it, particularly now as it's become more increasingly difficult with the work environment shifting. You have people working in the office, some people working remotely, you have these hybrids. And so it's it's become more of a challenge. But to me, I think the important thing is we hear that term so commonly what corporate culture and what does that really mean to people? And to me, it it means it's the collective personality of the organization. You know, an an individual has a personality, but when you group of people together, when you put a group of people together, you know, they have a collective personality and particularly where it's an office or a company or a firm that's trying to accomplish a singular purpose or objective. And defining the corporate culture is What's the personality of that group? What are the norms? You know, what are the core values? We've defined them on our website. And so that, to me, sort of shapes the culture. That was great, man. I got nothing to add. <laughs> you got nothing to add. No, right. so, so look, I mean, I, I agree with all of that, obviously. Um, to me, corporate culture starts, obviously, at the top, so to speak, and the top in quotes. But, you know, those that sort of run or, or set the tone and set the culture, that's important, right? And it reflects their views on how the organization should run, what the culture should be. Because you have, right, you have all these different companies with all different cultures. And how is that mandated? How is that dictated, right? You have some companies that are stricter than others, and you have some companies that just grind it to the ground. And so that's set from the top, right? And to me, it's emblematic, especially in a smaller business, of the personalities of the, you know, right. those that that start or run the organization. Right. And to me, what we focus on is making sure that we create an environment where people, even though it's work, right, want to be. Want to participate. They want to be here. Right. They want to participate. They want to be part of a team. We want to have people who, you know, want to work together. You know, no, we have the... I'll PG it for purposes of the podcast, but we have a no jerk rule, right? We do our best to try to make sure that nobody here is a jerk. We try to make sure that everybody here respects everybody else because that's the way it should be, right? And we, we, I think you and I both have that in our lives and that's how we run ourselves, right? And our, our families and our lives and all that stuff. And we want to see that here because it's just to run an organization any other way, I think is just, it creates a toxic environment, right? And we want people to, to me, creating corporate cultures, making sure, again, people want to be part of a team and want to be here. And as right. much as they're going to enjoy work, like, that's the idea. Right. Yeah. I mean, you, I mean, you said it. it is work. It's not, this is not play. You come here to work right. and it's stressful and it's hard and there are long hours and, you know, sometimes we work nights and weekends and, so for us, I can only speak from, you know, personal experience. For us, we wanted an environment where where people weren't, first of all, they weren't just coming to collect a paycheck. Because if you're just here just to do your job and you're right. just collecting your paycheck, you're not going to be very good at it. And you're much more likely to want to look for a place where you can collect a bigger paycheck. Right. And so 
we try to create an environment where, you know, people, like you said, want to be here. We have a culture of collaboration. People want to work together. And it's not, it's not just work together. It's be together. It's interact together. It's support each other. When somebody's going through something, a health issue or a family crisis, you know, we support each other. And that's, you're kind of building a family, so yeah. to speak. I know it sounds corny, you know, for, for some folks, but if it feels like family, you're not just going to leave it so easily. Right. And, you know, the old saying of, you know, happy employees lends to satisfied clients, right? right. And so it used to be the focus on making sure right. the clients were happy, right. customer right. first, but right. really it should be employee right. first, right. which then obviously emanates from corporate culture, right? And trying to make sure that your employees, listen, is it going to be every single day that they're going to be happy and sad? No. I mean, there's, like you said, there are tough times. I mean, what we do is not easy. It is stressful and it requires hard work and dedication. But what's going to make somebody, at least in our opinion, what's going to make somebody want to put in that time and dedication, right? Money is certainly a carrot for sure, right? We're working. We're, we're not blind to that fact. We're all working for a, at some level for a paycheck to make money. But that only goes so far, we've learned over the years, right? right? That people, there's more. And if somebody views themselves as integral to a team and integral to a success and integral to, you know, client service, well, then they're going to put right. that much more effort into it. Yeah. I think people want to feel like they're part of something. Yeah. And... And be treated and, with respect. And not just feel like they right? are, but actually be, be treated part of that way. And treated that way. Right. And be recognized when they do good work. Right. And to feel like they have somebody supporting them. It's kind of like, you know, very rarely will you be working on a big deadline and you just tell the associate, okay, you get it done. I'm leaving. I'm going, I'm going out to dinner because I'm the partner and you're the associate. Right. You typically will work together until it gets done. It's yeah. not, you know, it's an environment where we collaborate and, and we've defined all this in our core values. They're written on the website. I think most companies- And on know, a wall. And, and on the wall here. in our that's office, right. the core right. values. And so the core value is just us being cognizant of our culture and putting pen to paper and writing it down. And, you know, what is important to us and, and what guideposts should- our people follow when they're making decisions, hopefully in the office and hopefully even out of the office. You know, we right. have collaboration, commitment, creativity, and caring. I missed one. Community is community, one. Right? Uh, community. Which, which community though is community here at the firm, right? And the clients. And it's the community here. It's not necessarily the community at large, although that is right. part of the Communication. Was the other and one. communication. And caring is the one that we always talk about. And it's the idea of caring about each other, about right. the client, about you know, the outcomes, yep. just showing that you care. Yeah. You know, you and I, we, we always talk about how we look for the care factor yep. and we look for it in everyone that we hire. And do you really care? And that's not the kind of thing that you can really phone in, you know? No, and it goes to, we see it all the time here, right? Examples of it where someone says, sees another team member who's buried with a deadline or buried on a particular case and says, let me know what you need. I'm happy to jump in and help. And they do, right? More than one person. Right. Because they see that there's a need and they're and they're willing to help and help out and stay late or do whatever they need to do yeah. to help. And that's important, right? And that to me is a great example of corporate culture. 
where right. someone's willing to jump in with a team member and help them out. Not being asked to do so, not out of, you know, they're required to do so. They're not, no, they see it, they see a need and they jump in and help out. And that's super important, right? And that's where you know you've right. created that environment where you can have that culture of collaboration. Right. And it's not just work too. You know, we see it, you mentioned it on a podcast recently, The Salad Club. The Salad Club. The Salad Club is making its way back into the office now that we're making our way back into the office physically. Several of the people in the office bring components of a salad and they share lunch. I mean, that is the smallest but simplest example of collaboration. Sure. And just dining. I saw it yesterday. Two of our employees were... They were preparing lunch and I said, oh, you guys are having lunch together. And Mm -hmm. one had made lunch for the two of them. And then the next day, the other one was going to make it for the two of them. And I just thought that was kind of a cool thing. Well, it's great. I mean, it shows that they're caring about each other and wanting to sort of do that outside and and within the office, Right. right? And we've heard about that we have team members who get together outside the office. We have team members that when one team member is down or running, going through an issue, gets other team members together to help out in some form or fashion, or everyone's quick to jump, right? Right. To help other people. And and that I think is important to the corporate culture and not to sort of make this, we're going to quickly mention post pandemic because I, you and I are, you know, I don't really (laughs) want to do that. Everyone's talking about that, but it is certainly a new environment, a new world right now in office, remote, what can we do? You know, all this stuff, Right. right? And flexibility and things like that. And that doesn't always run consistent with a corporate culture. So how... Yeah, it's made it more difficult to maintain. It's made more difficult, right? right, To either create or maintain, right? We're in the maintaining, but it's not really just maintaining. It's always work in progress, right? We're always sort of looking at things and figuring out how we get the corporate culture that we want and maintain it, but we can, sometimes we can make Massage it better. And, and sometimes we can yeah, sure, Right, sure. exactly. So how, given this current environment, like there's strains on, at least I see it, right? Strains on corporate culture because you just don't have people here. Yeah, I agree. I think when people are working remote, first of all, the ability to work remote was I was going to say fortunate that we were able to work remote. Right. A lot of people weren't, didn't have the kinds of jobs where they could work remotely. We were, we could. And so we learned that we could do that. But we also, I think, learned that we don't want to do that long-term. In large part, the ability to do it, I think, was just knowing that we have the ability to do it is comforting. If we have a, a storm or another tragedy or another pandemic or something, we know that we can transition as needed. But the importance of, you know, now that most of us are back in the office, just seeing each other and interacting in those, it's, I kind of define it as the spaces in between. It's the time in between the meeting, before the meeting, after the meeting, passing each other in the hall, seeing the two of them in the kitchen. Yesterday, I went to get coffee. If I wasn't in the office, clearly, if we weren't in the office, they wouldn't have been sharing lunch. That's That's for sure. That's for sure. But those spaces in between are just so important. We don't measure them or track them or anything like that, but they're equally, if not more important. And then when you're working remotely, you just miss that. Yeah. So look, I mean, as you said, remote working, Zoom and FaceTime and Microsoft Teams and phone, I mean, great. And it can be done. Yeah. But 100% of the time, never being together face-to-face, never having the opportunity to sit in a room and collaborate, never having the opportunity to 
get up out of your chair, walk down the hallway and walk into somebody's office and just say, hey, you got a second to pick your brain or you got a second or or if you're a younger attorney or staff member, whatever you're doing, right, whether it's here or anywhere, getting the opportunity to sit with a more senior person or experienced person and listening to them. And, and it's just harder to do when you're remote. Yeah. And yeah. for corporate culture, which is, you know, again, the collaboration, everything we've talked about, it's just harder. It's just different. Yeah. And I just think that, and you're seeing it a little bit more now, people thinking, you know, the office is not toxic and not bad. Like I do want to go. And so maybe it's now a focus of, okay, so the default is in the office, but I know I can work remotely and I'm going to make my way to the office periodically, right? right? If you're working far away, if you've moved, whatever it is, and if your job allows for it. So maybe it's a shift in the mindset from during those the times when the offices were closed and everyone was working remotely. Now, it, I think, you know, a shift back to the default of office and then the the remote as being sort of complement to that. Yeah. Yeah. I think the struggle is creating points of contact with people working remotely. Right. You know, we did, and you and I worked really hard during the pandemic to try to maintain it. We scheduled, you know, we continue, we always have had a, a morning huddle on Monday mornings where everyone gets together for 10, 15 minutes and we continued that on Zoom, but then we also built in Zoom happy hours and Zoom, you know, lunches and whatever, right. you know, we just built in as many <laughs> different points of contact as, so we had to structure it more, you know, and that was fine for, as a patch, but now long-term, yeah. you have to, I think, and I think what we'll probably do is you know, mandate, if even for people that are working remotely, mandate some in office time so that we can see each other and interact and, and foster and, that corporate culture and, and maintain right. exactly and foster the corporate culture. And right. some of it's sensing, just seeing people face to face. Sometimes you can just sense that someone's struggling yeah. that maybe they wouldn't have spoken up about. You just say, Hey, is everything okay? Yeah. You know, there's zero ability to do that on a zoom. I mean, to pick out Zoom, but on a video conference, video, right, you know, right, but right, right. when you, you get on the call, you see each other, you address what you're intending to address, maybe say, how are you? What are you up to today? Whatever. It's like a little bit of small talk, but it's those, those spaces in between that are so important. But I think what we do is with this new hybrid environment is one, have people come into the office mm -hmm. periodically. Maybe it's not every single day, five days a week, 50 weeks a year. It's periodically, maybe for fewer hours or for fewer days, but we have to continue to build opportunities for people to interact. Yeah. And, I, and I've talked to a couple of people, not necessarily in the practice of law, talk to them about what they're doing in terms of their corporate culture and, and remote or in office. And it's a struggle, whether you're a thousand employees or 25 employees, right? It's a struggle. And I actually think we were talking about this. I actually think a sort of overarching policy for 25 is probably harder than an overarching policy for a thousand, right? Yeah, because you may have your, for error is, <laughs> is greater, right? Yeah. And you have, you know, 25, you have maybe three people or five people who have individual issues. Yeah, that's 20% of your employees. <laughs> right, as opposed to a thousand where maybe you have a hundred or 50, right? Which isn't as big of a number percentage-wise. So it is hard. And it is something that I know a lot of employers and companies are struggling with. And you see it in the headlines, right? I mean, some 
you know, investment banks were like, get back in the office or whatever. And some are saying, hey, we're not, we're going to go hybrid and some, you know, all the time. And I think it, it's dependent on industry. It's dependent on location. It's dependent on employer, employee. But I think what, and we struggle with this, you know, as well during lockdown and all that was while we're working you know, at home, it's work. Like it's work. Yeah. You know, and I think by and large, most people got that, but it's hard. I mean, it's hard to see that when you're, you know, you get up, you don't have to get dressed. It was you, nice, but everyone it was, was doing it. No, everyone was, everyone was doing the it. same thing. But at I'm the saying same time. now that everyone is not doing it, do you sort of fall off? It's right. nice to have a bit of a routine. And we talked right. about, the, I know we've done other podcasts on this and we talked to our team about that during lockdown, like maintaining the routine. routine yeah. But do you fall off of routine when you're, oh, today I'm going to the office. So I'm going to get up, I'm going to get dressed, I'm going to do my thing if I exercise and whatever it is. And if you're not going to the office, then it's like, well, I don't have to do that. And, you know, right. and I get up. Yeah. And so working from home on Friday doesn't, is not a three day weekend. Three day weekend. Right. Right. Yeah, it's right. a, like the Simpsons, right. there's a Simpsons episode where Lisa comes in and is like, Dad, your boss called and said, if you don't come in today, don't bother coming in on Monday. And he's like, woohoo, four day weekend. Right. <laughs> I think we've reached a milestone here at the practice podcast. You've now quoted from and referenced the Simpsons. The Simpsons. I'm just, you know, right. That, I, it's amazing we made it this long. Exactly. 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 Um, South Park is coming soon. So, yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of nuggets in what you just said. We learned that, first of all, we learned who can work from home right. effectively, and it's not everybody. Yeah. I know I can work from home, but I learned that I much prefer to be here. I was completely shocked by that you know, realization. I mm -hmm. totally did not expect to. When we came back, you've heard me say this a dozen times, I was so resistant to coming back. And then when we did, I was like, wow, geez, I'm so much better here. And I think that especially for people who, you know, veterans that have been working at a company for a long time, the transition to remote might be easier or better or more sustainable on a long-term basis than it would be for younger, newer employees who right. have not been ingrained in the culture as much. And I've heard it from a few of our new employees who we had three, I think, mm -hmm. that were at the firm for less than a year when the, yeah. when the pandemic hit. And they've all mentioned to me that, wow, just being back in the office is, yeah. is so different. Yeah. And so I don't know what the solution is, but I think it's important for... And I know you and I have talked a ton about this. A lot, yeah. That you have to continue to keep your finger on the pulse. And it requires work to maintain what you've built right. in this new hybrid environment where some people are here and some people aren't. Yeah, and I think, though, there has to be the mindset, I guess, part of corporate culture, but part of setting the policy, right, from the top down. And that is... Remote working, you said it with, with taking a three-day weekend on a Friday, but really it goes to any day you're going to remote, quote unquote, remote work, right? Which is, it's work. Right. So just because you have the flexibility so you don't have to get in the car and drive or you don't have to take the train or nice take benefit. the bus, it is a great benefit, but it's work. Like you are expected to do your job and be a productive member of the team, right? And that's a hard thing to do to make sure that people are doing that. It's just harder to do when they're not here. Yeah, That's not to say that when they're here, we're staring at them or people are staring at them, making sure they're doing their job. I mean, nobody's doing that, but you just interact with people and you see them. And so it just becomes a little bit harder to see that. And so in terms of culture of productivity, 
because that's part of the culture, right? Yeah, commitment is one of our core values. Commitment and, and productivity. I know I'm not using the C's, I know. No, no lash, lash, lash me, lash me. <laughs> so commitment, it's just harder to see that when right. people are remote all the time. I think, and I would also say that on that point that the efficiency, you know, as lawyers, because lawyers, one thing with law firms and lawyers, we don't punch a clock. You do the work that you need to do in the hours that you need to do them. Sometimes it's at night, sometimes it's on the weekends. Some people are morning people, whatever it is. You're expected to do the work. If you're able to do that work from home and save two hour commute, one hour on the way in and one hour on the way out, I would submit that you should be able to bill and work more hours. Right. You should be more effective in theory. Yeah. And so if as a lawyer or part of a law firm, people are not able to maintain or exceed, I, you know, I think the standard should be exceed. You're going to work from home. Yeah. That's a benefit. You should be able to exceed your yeah. expectations or efficiencies right. by working from home because you're saving all that time. And actually, that's part of what I learned when I was working from home. Working from home during the pandemic, I worked way longer hours. Yeah. I didn't cut myself off. I started earlier and I ended later. Right. And that was a struggle for me is to find my right balance. But yeah, I think if people show that they can do it, then obviously you can continue it long term. But there still has to be that component. And it's on us as leaders to build it in so that we maintain the culture. So right. we don't have, if you have 12 people working remotely, we don't have 12 different sets of culture, we 12 islands. You know, we've worked hard in this office to not create little pockets, you know, of teams of these two people only yeah. work together. You know, everyone kind of works together on different cases. And so, and I think we've been very successful with that. And what we don't want is to have the remote people be a separate bucket and not feel part of the firm because it wouldn't be, it could be toxic, but it wouldn't be healthy for the long-term culture. Yeah, and I, and I think there has to be as we learned, right, remote working, you have to just work harder at the touch right. points. Yeah. You have to think about it. You have to set, you know, in addition to the firm stuff, the huddle, the happy hour, the things like that, I early on set in any matter I was working on, I set a weekly meeting. Right. Regular. Regular, regular touch points, touch right. points yeah. Yeah. whether it be once a week, twice a week, whatever it was on every single one, because we weren't having the organic meeting interactions, or organic yeah. interactions in the office. And so those organic interactions are starting to happen again. But when people are working remotely, you know, you just have to think about it. So when you have that hybrid, I think we just have to make sure not to avoid dropping the touch points and yeah. because we have the organic ones and then you have the remote. And so because it can lend itself to those islands and creating those islands, which we're trying to avoid, right? Yeah. I think these are interesting times. It's and tough. I mean, it, it really is tough to maintain the culture that you want in terms of collaboration, in terms of touch. But maybe we're just, maybe we're just dinosaurs in that regard. And maybe the younger generation doesn't feel that way. Right. I, I don't so. know, but I don't, I don't I, think so. But, you they know, they may I, not be aware of it. Right. You know, because I think we learned with some of the younger folks here that, especially during the pandemic, yeah. they felt maybe more isolated than the others especially the single folks who don't have, for us as, you know, yeah, adults, we have family interaction. Had our right? kid, I was, yeah. it was great for me. I had th my three kids on lockdown with me. It was like punishment yeah. for them, but it was great for me. I right. had, like, they couldn't leave. They couldn't go out. It yeah, was, yeah, it was great. It was it, nice to have everybody together, oh, but yeah. you had those interactions where right. somebody who was on their own didn't have that. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. They, and they may have said, oh, I like this better because I can wear sweatpants every day. Mm -hmm. But 
and that I think that's a temporary, you know, feeling. I, I that think that doesn't so too. work long term, right? I think so too. And I think again, it's creating a place and an environment where people want to be, right. As much as they want to be right. at work, right? I mean, this is my... That's a really important point is the idea that people want to be, and you and I are working on new office space, yep. and we're working really hard to create a physical space that's welcoming yep. and inviting and where people want to work and where there's a lot of spaces for collaborations, a lot of open spaces that we're calling the library that has no books. You know, the... Uh, <laughs> bookless, the, bookless the, library. The, the, so... Uh, those types of things are important. I actually, one other thing I overheard recently is the gym in our building is reopening. reopening yeah. And I've heard already a couple of people in the office talking about scheduling time to go to the gym together. Mm -hmm. And so, in which you and I recorded a podcast about this recently, the idea of working out with each other is a great way to hold each other accountable, but to, you know, build and strengthen relationships. Right. You know, this is a, we practice law, but we're humans. So, we, we practice, are. well, many, some of us, some of us, some exactly. of us are, right, right. You right. know, we, our practice in, in a lot of ways is just human interaction. Yeah, and again, it goes back to happy employees. Like, as happy as yeah. they can be, to they're going to be more productive, they're going to do better work, and they're going to give better client service and better results. And creating that culture and that environment is key to that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And it makes just, us happy too. Yeah. It's just a different dynamic, a different struggle in terms of trying to create that given this whole new remote and right. flex schedule and things like that. Building, out of the and office. And building and maintaining a successful business is not just about performing that service or selling that product that you sell. Right. You can be very good at that. But if you can't build an environment where people want to work and want to work together and want to be there long term, then you won't succeed long-term. That's right. And so... I agree with that. Thanks for working with me to build this culture and environment. And Nelson Rosado, thank you. Nelson, for, you're the man. Thank you so much, Mr. Bast. It's always a pleasure to learn from you. Thank you. Likewise. It's very much. For more information on this show and other resources, visit bastamron.com and connect with us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram at Bastamron.com.